Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank You oh so much for the many, many blessings You pour upon us each and every day. And blessed opportunity to be able to gather in Your house as part of Your family and be able to get into Your Word in a time of fellowship and a time of prayers. So much is available. Help us to truly appreciate that in this upcoming Thanksgiving Day that we can really focus on the many, many things that we have to be thankful for. We thank You for all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thanksgiving 2022. It's hard to even manage it's 2022 to begin with. And Thanksgiving Day. The word Thanksgiving is found in the Bible 27 times. Of course, the word thanks and blessing and so forth is found many more times. But the word Thanksgiving itself is found 27 times. And if you go back to... Leviticus chapter 7, verse 11, you see back there about 1,200 years B.C. where they started a ritual of a peace offering. And it was considered a thanksgiving offering back in Leviticus chapter 11. I mean, chapter 7, verse 11. But in a little history here in this country concerning thanksgiving, we got George Washington said, let us unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. As this country was founded on Christian Judeo beliefs, and it's good to see that all the way back there and with George Washington. And Thanksgiving Day, of course, is the fourth Thursday in November, and first celebrated in America by the pilgrims in 1621. President Lincoln proclaimed the fourth Thursday in November in 1863 as being the designated day in the United States to celebrate Thanksgiving. I've got some old dictionaries, which I really like going back to the older dictionaries because they're more accurate to what the words early meaning were. And I have a 1914 dictionary, which in that you look up Thanksgiving, it reads, A day set apart for a public celebration of divine goodness, specifically in the United States, an annual festival appointed by proclamation and held on the fourth Thursday in November, it is celebrated with religious services and social festivities. In the country today, they want to get away from any of our Christian roots and any references to God, but we were founded upon such things. It's good that you go back and look at some history and see what it was really about. I got a dictionary from 1959 where Thanksgiving Day in that says the fourth Thursday in November. The earliest harvest Thanksgiving Day in America was celebrated by the Pilgrim Fathers in 1621 as an occasion for feasting and prayer. And I've got a 1925 version which reads, In the United States, a day set apart each year for thanksgiving and praise to God for His mercies. A form of words expressing of thanks to God. Thanksgiving. And then in the 2002 
They condensed it down to one little short sentence, public acknowledgement of divine goodness. At least they still included divine goodness in there. But if we look at what the Word of God teaches us, it says about being thankful, we got to start out knowing that everything that we have is a blessing from God. He spoke everything into existence. We are created in the image of God. And we are coming into this world because of the sins of Adam, a sinful person separated from God. But when we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we become born again. We become a new creature in Christ. And His precious blood paid for all of the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. We merely need to accept that, acknowledge that, and then behave like that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 19 and 20, it tells us what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Society today would have you think that your body, you do with it as you please. That's what the abortion, the pro-abortion bunch out there are trying to proclaim. It's my body. I should be able to do with it as I please. Well, that's clearly the wrong kind of attitude to take when it comes to serving the Lord. Because we understand that we are His. We are bought with a price. We become the temple of God, the dwelling place of God. Therefore, we need to present Jesus Christ everywhere we go. We need to open up and allow the light of Jesus Christ into the world through us. Because He is within us, open up, let it shine out. And share the love that He puts in us with others out there as well. And share the many other blessings, the joyfulness and the peace and the grace and all that. Let that out and share that with others. And not to abuse ourselves, not to neglect ourselves physically. Because when we neglect our bodies or abuse our bodies, we are neglecting and abusing something that does not belong to us. It belongs to God. It belongs to Jesus Christ. He paid the price for us. We were bought by Him. Bought us back from Satan. Because we were transitioned from a creature that was righteous into a creature that was unrighteous by the work of Adam and Eve. When he severed that relationship, he died. And we have the opportunity of reconciliation like we were studying about in Sunday school because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And when we are reconciled to him then we acknowledge that we are His completely and totally, bought back from Satan, bought back from the sin, to be a God-glorifying creature, a temple, a dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. We should look like that. We should act like that. We should present that everywhere, everywhere we go. As He tells us, we are ambassadors of God, representatives of God when we are in the world. We should look like it. Act like it, talk like it, behave like it. It's sad, the behavior of many today, how they abuse themselves in so many horrible ways with substances and with body mutations and mutilations and what they consider maybe a dormant or 
decorations of some sort they do to their bodies, but actually it's harming themselves and destroying their body. shouldn't be that way. We need to be thankful and take care of it. If you go out and say in the world today, if you go rent something, if you rent a car, for instance, you have to turn that car back in and any damage you've done to that car, you have to pay for it. Well, this body belongs to Jesus Christ. Our bodies. One day we will give account. What did we do with the body that He has on loan for us to use? Did we take care of it or did we abuse it? Because there will be a day of reckoning. It will be a day of accountability. What did you do with it? So we need to always be thankful. Over and over, the Lord gave us examples of how we need to be thankful for everything. And this upcoming Thanksgiving day, when we sit down to the table with our family gathered around and have a feast and enjoy that, then we are being thankful for the blessings of those substances that He has given us. He gave us examples of being thankful. He gave us examples of Him giving thanks Himself. Over in John chapter 6, in verse 11, Jesus took the loaves and when He had given thanks, He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as many as they would. He fed that multitude of people. He gave us the example, showed us what to do, to give thanks first. And in that, He gave thanks for those small portions and they were multiplied and He was able to give it to many. So when we are thankful for the things that He gives us, He can multiply the things that He gives us so that we then can use them to bring honor and glory to the Lord. Just as when He had the Last Supper, when He was preparing for that, over in Matthew chapter 26, and verse 26 reads, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Giving thanks. Gave us those examples. When he was feeding others, gave thanks. Said the blessing. When he sat down there for that last supper, he gave thanks. And then they ate. So we, in turn, should always be thankful when we sit down to a meal. If you're in a crowded place or if it's in an inconvenient place for you to be able to give thanks, pray to yourself if you need to. Pray publicly when you can as a testimony, yes. But at least pray to yourself before you take that first bite or take that first drink of, that He's blessed you with. Say, thank you, Lord. And you have that constant thankfulness in your heart you will appreciate everything that He gives you. And in doing so, like He gave us the example, when we truly appreciate what He's given to us, He gives us even more by grace. Over in Revelation chapter 7, we see a reference to the word thanksgiving here where it says, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Always be thankful. And over in Ephesians chapter 5, you turn over there, 
He's teaching us here about thankfulness. Ephesians chapter 5, picking it up in verse 14. Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always. For all things unto God and for the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. Sometimes it's tough, yes, to be able to give thanks because some things are going on in your life that might not be something that you're enjoying or that you're going through, a tribulation, a hardship, a persecution, tough times, pain, suffering, illness. I think, how can I be thankful now? I'm in ache and I'm pain and I don't have any money. I'm homeless. I'm burdened down. You can still be thankful because you're still here. If you're still here, you still have opportunities to serve the Lord. If you have opportunities to serve the Lord, you have opportunities to receive more blessings to use now and later. And that's the key. That's why we're still here. I've talked to others here recently wondering, well, why am I still here? Because I can't get out. I can't associate with others. I'm just sitting around and moaning, groaning in pain, but yet they're still here. Why? There's still something left to do. There's still another opportunity for that individual to serve the Lord in a way that they may not know, might not even know while they're doing it. But there's a purpose for it all. So in everything, we need to give thanks, even in our suffering. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Always rejoicing. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. So if you're laying there in pain and suffering, let the Lord know, hey, I don't like this pain and suffering. Can you please take this away from me? Let him know. He tells us to let him know. Why? He knows it already, yes. But he lets us have the chance to acknowledge that we know he can take care of it by asking him for it, whatever it may be. And when we do that, truly do that, and truly are thankful for even the rough times that we go through, number seven kicks in. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we are truly thankful, that peace comes upon us. And we can... Ride out whatever storm it might be. He wrap His loving arms around us, comfort us, strengthen us, lift us up, and carry us through the hardest of times. And there are hard times. There are challenging times. There are things that are going on in your lives. I know I've talked to you, 
And I've experienced things myself that you kind of wonder, well, how is this bringing glory to the Lord? I mean, I'm just aching and painting or facing this challenge or this conflict or this persecution. Well, we got to always know that we are looking at things like looking at a pinhole through a, a big sheet hanging up in front of you. Oh, you got your little pinhole. You're looking through that pinhole. The Lord sees everything 360 degrees past, present, and future. We just get a little speck of the present. So we can't always comprehend or understand the things that are going on around us. The Lord knows. So we need to do as He tells us to do. Verse 6 again, be careful for nothing. I mean, don't be overly concerned and worried about things that are going on. But in everything, everything, not just some of the stuff, not just on special days set aside to give thanks, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thank the Lord. Let your requests be made known unto God. Even though He already knows them, but He wants us to acknowledge them. Because in the acknowledgement, we also acknowledge that we know He could take care of it for us. And if we only do that, if we just do that, then we can begin a growth process. And the more we grow the bigger that tiny little hole gets and the more and more that you're revealed of your life, of the will of the Lord in your life, of the opportunities to serve the Lord. It becomes clearer and clearer and you become more and more aware of His will. And in that, you see seven kick in, read that again, and the peace of God. That peace and comfort, knowing that, well, now I can understand why that's happening. Or I can look back now and see a particular challenge that you may have gone through, how you've been able to use that to help someone else. Your experiences that you go through, the hardships that you've been through, the challenges that you've been through, the sufferings that you've been through, mold you into what you are today. And then you can take that and relate to somebody else that might be going through similar things. You may have gone through something far worse. And you can tell them, that ain't nothing. I had that ten times over. And I made it through by the will of the Lord, by the grace of the Lord, by the mercy of the Lord, by His blessings. So turn to the Lord. Use all those experiences. And that peace of God comes upon you. And as it says there, which passeth all understanding. We really can't comprehend it or understand how that peace can come on us. But you can see it in people. It reads, Which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts, your hearts, not just your minds, but your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Always acknowledging that it comes by the power of Jesus Christ. Not by our own, because of our own, we're just going to be a crumbling heap and pile of mess. And just in misery and depression and so forth. We've got to stand on the power and the might of the Lord's. Be filled with His joyfulness, not ours, with His. But the key there, all the time, the key there. Thankfulness, thankfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even when it hurts. Thank you, Lord. It, my back's hurting. Thank you, Lord. My neck's not hurting. My back's hurting, but thank you, my neck's not hurting. So you got something to be thankful for. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, 
bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. These are the attributes of a Christian that are really tied in, that has the Holy Ghost in you, and you're bearing those fruits. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. Charity is not just giving out monies to something. Charity is a sincere concern for someone else's well-being. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful." Over and over, we see that same thing. Thankfulness, thankfulness. You must always be thankful. Be thankful for what He's given you. Be thankful for what He's allowed you to endure and go through. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Notice, Word. That means you've got to study it. As it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not... To be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In order to rightly divide it, you've got to know it. You've got to look in it. You've got to study it. Then you can turn around and share it with others. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. The wisdom that comes from God. Teaching. How can you teach unless you've studied yourself? Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's why we have these songs here at church. That's why we sing the hymns. That's why they were written for us to be able to sing praises to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks. Notice once again, giving thanks, being thankful over and over. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him, by Jesus Christ by the finished work of Jesus Christ, thankful for what He's done for us, thankful for what He's doing for us, thankful for what He's going to do for us for eternity, so much ahead of us. It's so awesome. And over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, once again we see emphasis on the rejoicing. If you're not thankful, you're going to be miserable and you're not going to be rejoicing. If you're not thankful, what is there to be rejoicing about if there isn't something that you're thankful for? So rejoice evermore, constantly rejoicing, praising the Lord, thanking the Lord. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. That one verse there is critical in your relationship with the Lord. That prayer without ceasing is a constant communication with the Lord. And as he told us earlier, with supplication, constant communication, letting him know what you're going through, how you're feeling, what you want, what your desires are, what your needs are, whatever it is, let him know what your opinion is. He wants to hear it. Some people don't, well, that's your opinion. That don't count for nothing. Well, the Lord wants to hear what your opinion is because that lets us express how we are feeling. And sometimes when we say things in our prayers, we get to thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't even think in that. That's the Holy Ghost tweaking us and correcting us a little bit. Like, well, then you can say, well, Lord, forgive me for that thought or forgive me for that ungratefulness or forgive me for that. 
mistake I've made or whatever it may be. You're able to get back on track. When you're constantly praying, when you, when you are constantly praying, you have that constant feeling of the presence of God. And that will alter your behavior. That will alter your attitude. That will alter your responses. That will alter your activities when you're in that constant, close relationship with the Lord. That's why it's so important to pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything, give thanks. Once again, thankfulness, giving thanks over and over and over. We see that theme through here, to give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Because Jesus Christ, because what He has done for us, we give thanks because what He has done for us, by grace, by mercy, not by our works, not because we deserved it, all by grace and mercy, as we were talking of earlier. Read 18 again. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we're going to stay in His will. We need to be constantly thankful. We need to constantly be praying. Verse 19, quench not the Spirit which is part of the problem when we're not in communication with the Lord, we're kind of closing off that communications. And once you do that, you're quenching. You're turning down the volume of the voice of the Holy Ghost within you. We don't have to listen to Him. We get to listen to Him. We don't have to serve the Lord. We get to serve the Lord. Like the Easter's saying that song about it's not that you've got to go to church. You get to go to church. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, your soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How can you be preserved blameless Keep, get it right, keep it right. Be in constant prayer. When you stumble, when you mess up, when you get off the path and get down in the mud and waller around in it, go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. He'll forgive you. He clearly tells us over there in First John, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of it. All of it to the past. And then don't let the devil bring it back up and beat you up with it. Let it go. Get rid of it. Use all those experiences. You're going to remember your past, yes, because you can learn from your past. You can use your past to relate to others that might be going through the same things that you were doing <coughs> in the past that you shouldn't have been doing. So in that, you can remember it. But know that the Lord's not going to bring it back up against you. You might bring it back up against yourself, but don't let... That happened, and don't let others bring it up against you, and don't let the devil bring it up against you. Because you can quote them this scripture right here. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us, clean, gone. The power of Jesus Christ has the ability to wash us completely clean. That's a lot to be thankful for. And then be adopted into the family. And then if we do truly pray without ceasing, and then in everything give thanks. And then that peace that passeth all understanding comes upon us. And then we can take all of that and turn around and share that with others out there in the world. There's a lot of opportunities that come about each and every day. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see those opportunities. And then the boldness to step on up and get into that. 
and then hang on for the ride. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly are thankful for salvation that you've provided us with. We thank you so much for allowing us to be in this country that has set aside a special day for the purpose of giving you thanks for the many blessings you poured upon us. Helps to truly express that each and every day, not just the special day that's set aside, but every day to constantly be thankful for all of the things that you've given us, even those challenges that we have to face. Because we know you're right there with us. And please do give us that peace that passeth all understanding. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.